Lamb of Women at the Well Ministries, where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. The tongue is powerful, and James has much to say about how we should use it and how we must be cognizant of its power. Every Christian has a moral obligation to speak in a way that reflects our fear of God and profound respect for his teachings. Join Kim as she takes us on a journey of the scriptures, revealing what God says about how we should use our tongues for his glory. Hello, and welcome to this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. Let us pray. Our kind and most gracious to Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this, another opportunity to come before you. Lord, I would ask that you would open up our hearts and our minds and that you would allow us to hear what you would have us to know from this passage of Scripture in James. Lord, I pray that you would bring to our mind those things that we have need of, Lord, to rid our lives of. Lord, perhaps conversations we need to have with friends and family and acquaintances. Lord, teach us to walk in your ways. Remove me from this message, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to read a passage of Scripture out of James, and we'll spend most of our time in James chapter 3, verses 8 through 10. But I want to begin my reading with James chapter 3, starting in verse 3. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which... Though they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast, of birds, and of serpents, and of things in the sea is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing, My brethren, these things ought not so to be. It's an interesting thing how much trouble a few words can get us into. It's incredible how just saying a few kind words can really lift someone up. It's remarkable how when we give someone godly advice and counsel, what a difference it can make in their life. It's also shameful that 
just as the scripture says, out of the same mouth comes cursing and blessing. Out of the same mouth, we may build someone up and tear down another. I think for most of us, we use our words so powerfully and without thought that we ourselves are sometimes shocked at the mess we find ourselves in after we have done a discourse of words. There's a lot of truth to the fact that if we want to live a peaceful, calm life, we need to think before we speak. But the truth of the matter is, if we want to live the life that God wants us to live, then we need to submit our tongue to the Lord. You can say just a few things and ignite a firestorm of negativity and hateful words and hurt in what otherwise might have been a calm situation. It's important that we know when it's time to turn the tables and when it's time to turn the cheek. And it's incredibly important that we understand that whatever we say has lasting consequences. You can say, I'm sorry, but once you have emitted those words into the atmosphere, once they have sounded in the ears of those who hear, there's no taking them back. They're out there. So we need to be careful how we speak. We need to be conscious of what it is that we are saying. We need to avoid idle talk, as the scripture tells us. And we need to use our words, our tongue, as an instrument of peace and a way that others can see Jesus and know who he is. When we look at Colossians 3.8, we see how one can use our words in ways that we shouldn't. Because we are told very plainly in Colossians 3.8 these words, but now ye also put off all these, every one of them, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. It's important that we as Christians live a life that represents the transforming power of God in us. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that behold, all things have become new. Old things are passed away. We are told in Romans chapter uh, 12 that we are to be transformed and not conformed to this world. And as we begin to look at verse 8 of Colossians chapter 3, we see how people look at us through how we demonstrate what our feelings and our thoughts really are. And the way we do that is through our words and our actions. And he's very carefully telling us to put off anger and wrath. When we get angry and frustrated, 
when we feel extreme anger, most generally what follows are negative actions and negative words. The Bible tells us to be angry and sin not. And that is one in which the Holy Spirit has to bathe and hold and speak to us in such a way that we are able to let him, the Holy Spirit, control our tongue and cover our mind in such a way that we don't act as a carnal man, but we are holy as he is holy. And that's a tall order, one that none of us can pull off by ourselves. But in Christ Jesus, we can. And we see that we are to put off anger. So we need to talk to the Lord about what makes us angry, what frustrates us. We need to be very self-aware of the things that trigger our buttons. And we need to ask the Lord to give us mechanisms and ways to react and respond appropriately when someone has done something that we don't like or might frustrate us. It's important that we as Christians realize that at every moment of every day, we are a billboard for who God is and the difference that God makes in our lives. And so when we are with people who do not know who Jesus is, our response to difficult, frustrating circumstances should be different than someone who does not have the transforming power of the Holy Spirit within them. But too many times, you can't pick the Christian from the non-Christian in situations where anger and wrath are abundant. So again, we must think before we speak. We must think before we act. We must think before we go to some place that we know is going to cause us troubles. We need to avoid conversations that tip us over the edge, that are idle and unnecessary. We need to speak with love and encouragement and build people up. As we move further through Colossians chapter 3 and verse 8, we see that we're to put aside malice. That hurtful desire to have someone else have a negative consequence or to feel pain. There's no place for that in the child of God. This whole business of getting even, there's no place for that. The Bible says that we are pray one for another. And you need to pray really hard for those people who are in your world and in your path that cause you to be frustrated and aggravated. God has them there for a reason. And you need to be the person that God would have you to be in front of them. And you need to ask God to help you. You need to pray for yourself and for them. It's hard to dislike somebody you're praying for. It's incredibly difficult to be angry at somebody that you're sharing your time around the throne with as you talk to God about them. He will change your heart. So that person that you meet on a regular basis that kind of tips you over the edge and you're not your best self, it's time to start praying for them. 
In addition, the Bible says that when you pray for them, that you heap coals of fire upon their head. If you want to get somebody, go to Jesus and talk to him about it. Now, there's an interesting thing that happens when we do that. As he begins to work in our heart and soften it, as he begins to give us the grace and the mercy of forgiveness for others, we find as we're speaking to him about whatever it is that this person has done or said, in many instances, what they've done or said soon becomes kind of non-consequential. As you're looking at all the other things in this world and all the other things in your life and you go to the Lord. Now, some of you may have been hurt deeply by somebody. And they may have done unforgivable things, you think. But I want you to know that Jesus forgave you of unforgivable sins, and that's the rejection of him. And through his help and by the Holy Spirit's changing of who you are in your heart, of the grace and mercy that he bathes you with, you too can be a forgiving person. And this malice that you have for others will go away. In addition, as we move further through the verse, what we see is that we are to get rid of any filthy communication out of your mouth. See, those little words that you're saying, that you think, oh, they're not anything bad, if they are not words that could be used in formal speech in front of a mixed crowd, you don't need to be saying it. You don't need to curse to get your point across. In fact, you have no need to curse at all. And you need to really ask the Lord to clean your mouth up because you don't want to be your mouth to be a tool for the devil, to ruin your witness. You don't need to talk about vulgar things. You don't need to be participating in dirty jokes. You don't need to be talking smut around the water cooler or with the guys or when you're out with your lady friends. You don't need to be saying any explicatives at all. You don't need to give the devil an ounce of room or an inch to ruin your reputation or to cause you to have sin in your life. And clearly, we are not to have filthy communication. So people who tell me that there's nowhere in the Bible that says you can't curse Well, here it is. And I want you to know that euphemisms isn't a great alternative. Do not take the Lord's name in vain. That's a Ten Commandment. And don't take it in vain in any way. When you call upon God or you're thinking about God, you say it in a way that is reverenced. And don't let filthy communication come out of your mouth. In addition to the Bible saying that it is not appropriate and we should not do it, it really doesn't look good on you either or sound good from your lips. So let's take the word of God at its face value and let's rid ourselves completely of any kind of 
words that would do anything except build up and edify the body of Christ. Let's speak in ways that give honor and glory to Jesus. Let's not be shameful in our words or our actions. In fact, Romans 12, 18 says this, If it be possible, as as much lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. And it all starts back in that James chapter 3 with how we are going to use our words. And we can't tame our words. But when we submit ourselves and our lives and our heart and our tongue to Jesus, he can tame our tongue. And he can bring to remembrance what we have need of when we have need of it. And as we come to him and we ask him to help us be a better witness, to help us use our tongues and our words and our speech and our actions to draw people to Jesus and not to repel them from him, when we ask him for that, he will answer our prayers. But my friend, he said, be holy for I am holy. And it starts with how we speak. So right now, at this very moment, I encourage you to just spend a few minutes with Jesus and allow him to play in your head how it is that you speak, the words that you say, the intent of your heart. And if there's something that needs to be removed, ask him to remove it. And from this moment on, ask the Holy Spirit to help you Consult with him before you respond. Don't react, but respond. React is like putting your hand on a stove and pulling it back with no thought. Response is a strategic action that you've thought out because of the stimulus that you have faced. Be a responsive person and not a reactionary person. And allow Jesus and the Holy Spirit to tame your tongue and cover your thoughts. Remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com watwm, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Woman of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. Greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved.
Happy girl.